Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What is up, everyone, and welcome in to episode 30 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Dude, 30 episodes in. What do, what do you know? That's quite a bit. Dude, that is, that is almost the age of I. I'm a few short years away from the age of 30, which is the <laughs> number... Of episodes, we are currently <laughs> on. <laughs> I thought you were saying that 30 is almost your age. And I was like, that is what I, I know said. for a that, fact. That is what I was You saying. are not 30 years old. No, 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 but almost. So as soon as I turned 24, my fiance said, you're basically 25, which is the new 30. And the new 30 is basically the new 50. She was saying I was old. Um, that was many wow. a moon ago. Yeah, but dude, honestly, like, I keep finding gray hairs in my beard. Like, straight gray. I, I will, I'll like, pluck them out or something, because I'm like, that's too gray. Mm-hmm. And like, it is gray down to the follicle. Dude, pretty soon you're going to have a gray beard, no hair on your head. Dude, I'm going to be Silver Fox, though. You're going to be an old man. Dude, I'm gonna be, I don't I'm think be it looking counts like, if you're bald. I don't think it's still. I think a silver. No, fox dude, means it, you have gray hair. You said but something like, to me years ago that has stuck with me, and I know it was a joke, but like I have lived by this, and I've done a horrible job thus far. But you said you're like, if you if you're gonna go bald, what you're gonna go bald, you either need to be super jacked or just super big. Like it, it's one of two. Oh, okay, you know, okay. One of two. So I'm I'm still working on the getting super jacked part. You know, uh, I, my goals, so I I might as well be, uh, I see myself (laughs) in my, in the cameras at, at work and I, in my day shot, I'm like, Oh, there's that. So, (laughs) all right. Real hour right here. I mean, real on the, on the podcast right now. Yeah. I think I'm just, I'm just, I'm just feeling real down, man. Like Tim Tebow is freaking gone and I'm just, I'm hurt. Like, (laughs) I love how, I love how emotionally attached you got to tim timothy tebow yeah dude. trying to play tight end for the jacksonville jaguars uh it's you know this is just a man following his dreams you know i think i can relate to him i'm a man of many dreams and aspirations and this is if true. Tim tebow can do it maybe i can do it and now tim tebow hasn't done it so maybe i'll never do it <laughs> um <laughs> I love you, but yes, you are probably not going to be able to play tight end in the NFL. No, no. not even for <laughs> I, not even for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, that's not one of my goals was not to play tight end. Um, mm, gotcha. You know, you know, I know we think very lowly of the tight end position in this fantasy world sometimes, but then I see what tight ends actually look like, what tight ends really look like in the NFL, and I'm like, okay, never yeah, mind. No there was a Speaking of, I, I sent you a picture of, of one of my buddies, and he had a picture with the long snapper of the Indianapolis Colts. And mm-hmm. the long snappers have no business looking like he does. There's just, there is no reason. He, uh, he I don't understand. He's super jacked and lean. Like, he looks like he's a professional wrestler or something. But no, he just, he throws the ball back real far to the punter. Well, you got to think, he gets paid to be an athlete, so like, you might as well get super jacked if you're gonna get paid to do it. What else are you gonna do? I while, mean, while I mean, totally practicing. I no, I I totally, I totally agree. That's why I I think I should have been an actor, man. Mm, Kill that's them a good point. nutritionists and and uh, you know personal trainers. I mean, albeit not not for free, I'm sure. But yeah, how would yeah, how, yeah. what kind of motivation would you have in life if you're like, hey? We need you to get in shape because you're going to be like Thor. Like, how cool is that? That is That would be pretty cool, yeah. It's got to be right? pretty good motivation, right? 
like look at chris evans like chris evans you know he was already pretty like decently toned i guess in a lot of when he was younger in a lot of the other movies but once he was captain mm-hmm. america like he's looked like captain america since like 2011 now mm-hmm. like 12 years it's nuts wow that is a long time no wonder he yeah, was dude. done yeah dude he's still doing stuff i think there's rumors he's gonna do one more thing wow wow we'll wow, wow so but all right well, but we've got we're here for a good episode for you guys this week. We've got a little bit of news. Really, it's just one thing that I could come up with. Um, some reactions to the preseason. Week one of the preseason is now in the books. We are this far into um, the preseason and, and getting closer to the season as we speak. Then, main segment today, we are going to talk about some late round targets in your Drafts. So some of the players Late that we rounds. like to pick up in those last few rounds in fantasy football drafts. Um, a lot of these guys I've, I have on almost every roster. So pretty excited to talk about them. I think they could be some, I don't want to say league winning, but some really, really awesome, super helpful picks in your draft. So let's go ahead. Let's kick off the news. You got one thing. What do you got for me? All right, news and notes. A uh, big one. Darren Waller has finally returned to practice today for the mm-hmm. Las yep. Vegas Raiders. Not that I was much worried, and I don't think you were either, but no. this is good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't really worried. I hadn't been, like, avoiding him or anything like that. But it's good to know that, okay, he's back at practice. He's doing the things, and he will be good to go for the fantasy football season so go ahead and keep drafting him like i believe is correct to do yep definitely i i think we've touched on this a few times in the podcast but injuries aren't not something i get super worried about in training camp right. unless it's something yep. like bad that we don't want to hear but like he sat yeah. out most of the practices he probably had he was sore or probably doing something you know you're you're a top tight end you're a top player in the nfl there's no reason to aggravate anything yep that's just to sit players, and that's what a lot of these veterans do. There's no reason to aggravate or re-injure anything. Yeah. Sit them out, you know, and just let it be. So don't overreact to these injuries unless it's something, you know. Well, I don't know if you actually saw this, Steve, and I just saw this a little while ago. Chase Claypool was helped off the field during practice today by I did Big Ben see that, yeah. and Eric Ebron for a mm-hmm. sprained, sprained something. I want to say something. It's a leg. sprained ankle. Sprained ankle, which, like I said, I typically don't get worried about these, but it is a little concerning when two players are helping you off the field. That I don't like to see. In yeah, particular, that is, that and you know, Claypool's someone I I like in drafts right now where he's going. Um, so that does, you know, I'm not gonna freak out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be on alert. Mm-hmm. For, yep. for Claypool right now. Yeah, it's worth a a check in every couple of days here as we go through the the couple next couple weeks to see if he gets back to practicing and, and gets healthy again. And we'll update you guys as we hear as well. So that's all we have for news. Let's go ahead. Let's react to the preseason. Uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about rookie quarterbacks. And I just have a question for you. Yeah. After what we've heard, all the, all the reports, all the news that came out after week one, all there were five first round rookie quarterbacks. We know that all of them yep. got playing time this week, and all of them received positive reports. So, my question yes. for you is Are we going to have all five rookie quarterbacks starting by midseason? Um, I know we, we've touched on this topic. We touched, uh, it was actually a few months ago, it was after the draft. We talked mm-hmm. about you know where we see quarterbacks. You know, will we see Mac Jones this year? I know we've all we've all been kind of back and forth on that. Will we see Trey Lance? What about Fields? All you know, all of that stuff. And after one week of the preseason, which I know is one week of the preseason, mm-hmm. I'm going to answer that question and say yes. I, I do believe that we see all these guys in. I was really not that Mac Jones went out and like put on a show, but I liked what I saw. You know. Uh, Zach Wilson, I was way more impressed than I thought I would be with Zach Wilson. Yeah, Trey Lance had a pretty solid game, you know, for being week one. Not the best of the rookie quarterbacks, 
but some good showing. Obviously, Justin mm-hmm. Fields looked super good, probably the best of the week, uh, in my opinion. That is <laughs> no, very really. skewed. But a lot of people do think that. A lot of I, I have heard a lot of experts <laughs> say that he looks really good. Um, Hashtag experts, he says. Um, <laughs> I'm not an expert. I'm just saying I agree with the experts that agree. With me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence as well. Finally got to see him start. And, you know, to um, A.J. Hawk said it on the Pat McAfee show today, I believe. Um, this preseason is really important, especially for these rookie QBs that we have in this class yeah. to, to go out and show what they have and see what they can do um, and just kind of how they carry themselves as well. And I, I did. I like what I saw I from all of these guys. I think that there's a bright future ahead for all of them, including Zach Wilson, just from this one showing. But I'm excited. I do think they all start. Um, honestly, the only one I'm kind of really up in the air about well, the only two I should say is Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I only really say that because I really don't know what Bill Belichick ever is thinking in life. It's just always Nobody a does. mystery, so he could do anything he wants. Um, and dog. as far as Trey, that's true. His dog actually runs the show. As we Little saw. known fact. Yeah. And Trade secret. At, yeah. Yep. Um, he is actually the one that canceled Brady's contract. Oh, accident. that makes sense. So that's that's how it all happened. But Trey Lance is the, my big worry just because Jimmy Garoppolo is such, I don't say great QB, but he's a good, solid QB. He took them yeah. to the Super Bowl. So if he plays well, you're going to run into the do, why Why would we pull him if we have a chance mm-hmm. with Jimmy G? So that's the only one I worry about. But like I said, he does look good. I do think they all get their time to shine throughout the season. And, you know, I, I'm excited for this class. I can't wait to see how it plays out. And I know we'll touch on this in another few weeks right before the season because I'm sure we'll have a much, much clearer picture of what's actually going on. But but short answer, yes, I do believe we all they all start at some point. You can't just say short answer after talking for five minutes straight. But that's the thing like, I just did I just did say it. It doesn't so, it doesn't undo what you had already done. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because I'm saying it anyway. I guess like, it doesn't matter say... if, if the whole point of us being here right now is for us to just talk. I guess I can't complain, huh? I did sign up for this with you. You really did. It's in that contract with all the, with all the made up fine print. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, to answer yeah. my own question, I think so. I think they will all be starting by midweek. Trey Lance, Mac Jones were who I was worried about. But mid-season, yes. maybe I'm overreacting. Mid-season. Yes, mid-season. Um <laughs> Maybe I'm overreacting to some decent showings in the first week of preseason football, but uh, I think that's enough for me to say, yeah, these guys are going to kind of take over. Um, One other reaction to preseason, um, at least unless you have more to add after I'm talking, but I think people are going to be Gaskin for a redo (laughs) when they draft Miles Gaskin as their RB2. So just the roller coaster emotions from like last ten seconds, I kind of hated you for a second, and I've been squinting my eyes how stupid that was. But then I kind of really liked it towards the end of the sentence. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm kind of indifferent, but I'll let you have this one. <laughs> I'm hoping that other people end in the same place that you ended there, where where they really liked it. I was, I'm pretty proud of it. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm not gonna use the word proud. I mean, I'm just I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fired yet. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Miles Gaskin, running back for the Miami Dolphins, has been going pretty consistently as like a twenty through twenty-four running back um, in the offseason and in in drafts and yada yada yada. But I think we're going to end up being rather disappointed with him at that price after what we saw from the Dolphins this week in preseason. So Malcolm Brown had way more touches than Miles Gaskin did in the first week, which isn't necessarily in itself saying Malcolm Brown is the starter over Miles Gaskin, because what it could just say is, hey, Miles Gaskin's the guy. We're not going to overwork him in the week one of preseason, right? But right. it was the mix of that 
and just my general feeling and uncertainty about it all. We don't, it's not like Miles Gaskin is Dalvin Cook. Miles Gaskin is not Christian McCaffrey. Miles, you know what I mean? He's not like, mm-hmm, correct. He's not Ezekiel Elliott. It's not Antonio Gibson. It's not even like a J.K. Dobbins. We don't, we don't have that same kind of level of certainty where it's like, yes, this is the guy. He is starting. We don't know yet. It's still up in the air. And so to see Malcolm Brown get as much work as he did definitely is concerning for me, for Miles Gaskin, especially, especially on the goal line. And so if he's not getting touchdowns and I don't know how much he's going to be involved in, in the receiving game, you know, it'd have to be quite a bit for him to still be useful, I think, because I think Malcolm Brown is going to get quite a few touches, at least from the running game perspective. So. Definitely concerned there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was never, I have not been super high on Miles Gaskin yeah, throughout either. this offseason. He's not someone I've been targeting. Um, I would say probably avoiding more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, and just from the one preseason game, yeah, I agree. Malcolm Brown was definitely eating in, you know, to those, to those opportunities. Again, I'm going to try not to look too much into it, but I mean, even. It, and maybe it was just me seeing what I wanted to see, but watching that preseason game against Chicago, I saw Salvan Salvan is that how you say Salvan Ahmed, he, like he had a lot of opportunities. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like I kept seeing his name over and over yeah. again throughout that game. Um, so who knows? You know, he's he's a super young kid, twenty two years old. So you know, we're you know he could end up coming out of nowhere, right. and just eating up. You know, I, maybe they end up going running back by committee here. I don't know exactly what the plan is, especially yeah. with Tua there, and Tua's got legs on him. So I've not, as me personally, I've not been super high on the Miami offense by any means this offseason. There's not been anyone I've really, really gone after. Um, Tua, if anyone, Will Fuller here and there, just because mm-hmm. of the talent I think he is going to bring this season. But other than that, I need to see another year out of this offense to see really what their plan is. Cause I feel like there's just a lot of new pieces here and yep. I am not confident and sure what their game plan is going into the season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in, I'm in the same boat where it's just like, I don't feel comfortable taking shots because you do, you have to call shots mm-hmm. in so many of these players and I don't feel confident in any of their situations enough to really, to step in and be like, yes, I believe that Jalen Waddle is going to step in and be super involved, or Devontae Parker is going to beat out mm-hmm. and be useful, even though all these other people are here. I don't know about Mike Gesicki. I feel okay about Mike Gesicki, but not great. But yeah, Tua is really the only one I've been drafting, and I'm actually pretty okay with Tua. I think it. it's funny, too, I because I think— He's I'll, at a fair ADP. I think the thing that's been holding me back from their offense is Tua, which is funny enough. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, still I still don't know what I'm getting with Tua. Yeah, it's you like know? we don't know how how quality he is as a real life quarterback, which right. impacts the production of the receiving options. But it really doesn't matter that much for his fantasy production because he has, we know he has good receiving options. Yeah. So it's a, it's this weird situational weird. thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like I'm like kind of I'm not high on Tua. But I am more than happy to have him at his ADP. Yes. And then I'm low on all of the receiving options because I just think there's too many mouths to feed. That's the thing. Like, even though I'm not confident in Tua, I know all the fantasy output will come from him. Versus yep. even though I know the receivers are good, they're only going to get a portion of that fantasy output. Yeah, exactly. So I'd rather just so. take it at where, you know, as its source, if anything. Yeah. Yep, similar to Lamar, Lamar Jackson's situation, just on a very diminished scale, similar to how I view Carson Wentz pre-injury. So mm-hmm. just kind of one of those things where there's a lot of mouths to feed and we don't really know, like you were saying, what their game plan is going to be and how that offense mm-hmm. is going to run and funnel through which players. So it's tough yep. to, to kind of make a, a real call there. Definitely. All right, so... Speaking of Miles Gaskin and the Miami Dolphins and everything involving the Florida Everglades, let's move in to our late round targets. That's right. I swerved on you. I just went yeah, right into did. the main segment of the show. Um, but I actually, uh, 
total side note, but this is just, that's just what I do on this show. I'm the side note man. I got to show you this crazy <laughs> video this of this alligator wrangler later, or like at the zoo. It, it's crazy. If any, if any of you have seen this video, you know what I'm talking about. It's nuts. I'll have to, so I'll, somebody's I'll, I'll like wrangling you. an alligator at the zoo. Uh, no, no. So there's they're at the zoo, and I think they're like feeding the alligator. Like I don't know if it's like dinner time or whatever. You know, gators got to eat too. And um, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I just got reminded of Tim Tebow again. You know, gators got to eat though. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, she's like feeding the alligator, and um, he goes to like grab it, but grabs her hand. Oh. And you're thinking like. Oh God! But then like, I don't know if you're familiar with alligators. I am because I'm terrified of them. So the alligator turns, like he does the body turn, and when that happens, like you're done. Like that is how it like uh-huh. kills its prey. It yeah. like gets it, and she like she does enough where like she stops herself from getting turned. She clearly, if you watch the video, you clearly know can tell she is was trained for this. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. And this this guy who was like at this birthday party, it must have been at the zoo or wherever that he's like freaking out. He's like, oh god! Like, what do we do? And like, his fight or flight instinct kicks in, and his it's his uh, his fight. He literally he jumps in to the pen, gets on top of the gator, grabs it, and she's literally talking to him through what to do. Like, it's nuts. Um, she gets out totally safe. Like, she's bleeding, but then she stays because oh wait, now he's on top of this alligator, so now he's in there alone. Oh gosh! Um, what on so, earth? So, she, so she's there, like trying to talk to him, like what to do next. It's it's pretty crazy. I will, I'll, I'll show you the video when we're finished. And if anyone out there has seen it or wants to see it, go look it up. Maybe I'll throw it on my Instagram or Twitter page because it is, woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, go find it on no, go I, find it on Twitter or something. That sounds very stressful. I, I, my heart, my heart rate just like went up by a lot. Dude, I'm talking, I'm talking about it. And my heart rate went up. Like it's Ooh, that's stressful alligators are terrifying i guess that was one of my biggest fears with like going down to florida it still is we were last time we were in florida we we were walking and it was night and there was water and i was not comfortable and Mm. all i was thinking Mm -hmm. about was zigzag 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 (laughs) no that is not a play on an nfl offense it is what you do if an alligator is chasing you true story looking up that's good to know well speaking of terrifying speaking of uncertainty and fear (laughs) You know what else is terrifying? The Jacksonville offense, now that Tim Tebow's gone. The Jacksonville offense, but additionally, leaving the draft with bad players that you picked Ugh. in the late rounds that you're just going to have to drop and are, are end up Worse. being useless for you. So in order to help you guys not do that, in order to help you make good decisions at the end of the draft and know who to target, we have a few players for you that we think will be good values really in like the last three rounds of most fantasy drafts. The, the, the players that we pick, they're going to be pretty late and they'll be around and you'll be able to get them if you want them. So let's go ahead. Why don't you kick us off with the first, uh, I guess grouping of players that we have here because one of them happens to be one of your favorites. Yeah. So this is actually kind of a grouping of players and we're just going to talk about them kind of as a pair because they're very similar in the way we view them. So we just talked about rookie quarterbacks, so that's who we want to talk about for a second. We're going to talk about Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Both look like they had a very good outing, um, and you can really grab both of them in your drafts right now around the 12th round. Now, there's a little bit of risk in there in that they are not necessarily the starter right now, or they might not be. You you never know. Um, But... I like both of them for the same reasons, because if they both start, they are top 20 QBs, I believe, easily, mm-hmm. you know, with what I they can so, do yeah. and their upside. Uh, Justin Fields, I believe, is going as QB 20, and Trey Lance is QB 21 right now, if I'm looking yep. at this right. And for that value, I absolutely love it, because if either one of these men start the majority of the season, even half the season, really, these could potentially be league winners, you know, you know. Maybe you just want to wait in your draft and grab a late round QB, and then you want to supplement it with one of these guys just mm-hmm. to have on your bench yeah. for later. I I like that. I'm okay with that. You know, if you guys listen to our bonus episode that we just released, I actually took Justin Fields in there, in the hopes that he is going to start sooner rather than later, and then I'm just going to 
I just uh, put Matt Ryan in there for the first few weeks in order to get me yep. by because I do believe Justin yeah. Fields will be in by like week four or five. So if you want to go something with that strategy, I don't hate it. You know, I would definitely get a QB though that has a fir- has an easy first few weeks um, on their schedule. That way you're not just getting demolished in the QB area yeah. on your roster. Yeah. Uh, but for their value, I absolutely love these guys. The rushing upside for Lance and even Fields and it's just so high for where you can buy them. And so I have no problem with, you know, using a late round pick on either one of these guys. Yep. There's a good chance you're going to take a second quarterback anyway. So why not mm-hmm. take somebody who has the upside that these guys do because they are, because they run the ball and because they are in pretty decent offenses, they don't have, they have good weapons around them. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. like the San Francisco weapons better, but Chicago has Allen Robinson, which is, he's just a safety blanket. And, so that's, and, that's 150 targets right there that are going to be great because oh, Allen yeah. Robinson on the other end. So I like pairing one of these guys with uh, maybe a Ryan Tannehill or maybe a Joe Burrow or somebody like that where a Derek Carr would be fantastic even. Someone Carr. that you know yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. put a solid, you know, startup each week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a quarterback that you are confident in being good enough to get by in fantasy, but that you don't see a ton of upside with. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I do see upside with, but I could it could not happen as well. You know, what I mean, he could just be okay, and then one of these guys could be better. But um, I really like Ryan Tannehill, man. Don't talk him like. Don't talk about him like. I that. I do too, but but. He's just going so late. It's nice. But anyway, um, point is pair them with somebody that's a little less exciting because if these guys come in and they start to light up the league, you're going to want them on your roster and you're going to be pretty grateful you picked them up. Now, the only issue with picking these guys up is that you are saying, I'm committing to leaving this player on my bench until they get to start. And it's uncomfortable and I'm more comfortable doing it with justin fields because i don't think he has more than three weeks to wait before he gets to start we've looked at the chicago Mm -hmm. Bears schedule because of when their bye week is because of the teams they face it really seems like he's going to be plugged in like week four at the latest i think is what it was i think we feel yeah exactly so i feel i feel comfortable that justin fields is going to get out there and be starting early the problem is trey lance while i i would think that he gets in there by the middle of the season that's a long time to have a player sit on your bench so that is the the kind of risk reward thing and but i do see higher upside with trey lance because i think he will rush more than justin fields i think he's the better runner he's the best pure runner i think in that quarterback draft class so yeah interesting situation i like justin fields a lot i've taken Trey Lance a couple um, times uh, it just it's important to know your league mates or your league and kind mm-hmm. of what's yep. going on. So, you know, Trey Lance, as Steven said, he's someone I definitely see coming in more the second half of the year. So maybe when you're if you're yeah. making that championship run, you know, so he might be one of those guys where maybe you can pick him up off the waiver wire or maybe you mm-hmm. can buy him super yeah. cheap in a trade. You know, maybe someone maybe someone doesn't want him or, you know, realizes he's not going to start. So you're like, well, screw it. Like, I'll make a move for him. And then right um that's kind of very similar to how lamar jackson was last year a lot of people bought him right. low middle of the season because he wasn't performing and then look what he did last few weeks he he, he was a monster and a beast for your fantasy team so mm-hmm. that's i really like these guys the upside is just so high for both of these gentlemen and yeah, it is i think they're not on the best teams um i think 49ers are probably a little closer than the chicago but just the upside they have with the few weapons that they do have around them, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just so – it just – it's exciting. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. So that is the first grouping of players that we kind of see as late-round targets, people that we like to get there at the end. Next player is another incoming rookie, but this one is not a quarterback. So this player is Rondale Moore, and we have talked about him a little bit on the podcast before wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals um, just graduated or just got drafted um, from Purdue university, which is where I went 
to college. So I am slightly a little bit connected with this player, but I'm super excited for him in the NFL. He is currently being drafted as the wide receiver 71. Okay, so super, super late. You get him at pretty much no cost. He is a player that I think has the potential to just explode. And is, and the nice thing about Ryan Moore is you will know relatively quickly whether or not he is going to kind of be this player that turns into somebody that's super productive for your fantasy league. So I think after one or two weeks, you'll be able to make a decision on if you need to drop him or not, or if it seems like he might build into something. But he just has this ability with the ball in his hands to just have an explosive play at any moment. As a true freshman in college, okay, this is an 18-year-old kid. Rondell Moore had 154 targets, 114 receptions for 1,258 receiving yards, and 12 touchdowns. And adding into that, he had 21 rushing attempts that season for 213 yards. So he was involved in the receiving game. They just threw him the ball almost every single play because he was always open. And you just manufacture touches for him. You throw him screens. You do all of these things because he's Mm -hmm. so fast. He's so strong. He's so dynamic with the ball in his hands. You just have to, like, you just get him the ball and let him make plays. So I think that could be something that Arizona looks to do with him, you know, heading into the season. And if that's the case, I think he could have some really nice touchdown upside um, and then also just involvement both in the run and pass game. So, Rondale Moore, crazy excited for him. I am targeting him once it gets to that like third to last round. I am just trying to get him uh, because I think he has the potential to blow up. Absolutely does. I I, I like Rondale Moore. Um, you know he's I I like his upside. I I think he's kind of getting slept on a little bit. Obviously, you know he's here the late. What did what did we say he was wide receiver seventy one seventy one Yeah. I have no issue taking him that late in the draft with what he can end up putting up. So I, I, I like, I like Rondell Moore, especially. Um, I, and the thing is, if you're in a dynasty, oh my gosh, pick this man up because I think his draft oh, yeah. stock is just going to go so much higher going into next season. So yeah. Rondell Moore is someone I like. You, you like him a lot, as you said, you know, a little bias there, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So yeah, nothing at all. Um, Nothing at all. Let's go uh, move on to our next wide receiver here. We have another one here, another Chicago guy. Um, but here's the thing, you know, you can call it bias because I'm a Chicago fan, but how can you not be excited for Darnell Mooney? You know, he 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 was basically the wide receiver three last year, stepped in, took over the wide receiver two role from Anthony Miller, who was now gone from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a quarterback, potentially. Yeah. You know, as we said, we think Justin Fields is going to step in a little sooner. Darnell Mooney is going to be there. Allen Robinson's going to eat up about, what, 150 targets probably. But, you know, Darnell Mooney is going to be the guy. He's going as wide receiver 53. Heck of a value. I think he's in, like, round 11 or so right now um, going. And I just love his upside. You know, let's take a look at some of these stats. So, Last year with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, that that was that was a show. That was a mess. We don't we don't want to talk about what <laughs> it really was. Year. It was a mess. But even in that mess, he still managed to have ninety four targets with sixty one wow. receptions. Ninety four targets with that whole mess, and basically as the wide receiver three, he mm-hmm. he brought in sixty one right. receptions for over six hundred yards and four receiving touchdowns. Only had two drops all season. And he averaged 10.3 yards per reception. Okay, mm-hmm. so now we just took away their actual wide receiver, two and Anthony Miller. We're giving them the hopeful franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. Yep. There's there's no reason not to be excited for Darnell Mooney right now. You know, I don't I I don't believe Tariq Cohen's going to be in that mix to get those um those receptions in the backfield, and. There's just I have every reason to be excited, and I don't I expect those numbers to go up. I think we're going to see well over 100 targets there for Darnell Mooney. I think production is going to increase, and I just 
I it's hard to argue why not to take him in all right. reality. Yeah. Yep. I I completely agree. Do you happen to have his fantasy finished from last year offhand? I do not. Okay. Not. I was just curious. I, I do not. So not and he's only twenty three years old. Or he's yeah. almost twenty four. So Yeah. I take Yeah, it. super young. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of Darnell Mooney and hearing even hearing those numbers, it's like, yeah, this guy could easily step in and, and take a step forward this year. And so I'm more than happy to throw a dart and just see. Wide receiver fifty three. I think either quarterback in there in Chicago is an upgrade from last year. I think Andy Dalton uh, yep. or Justin Fields is an upgrade. I think there's opportunity some for some higher value targets with Anthony Miller gone. He really could be a breakout player, and I'm pretty pumped to kind of see what happens with him because if he doesn't turn out, I know there's going to be a lot of people disappointed. And I'll be interested to see why it happens because I believe in the mm-hmm. talent there, and I think like that two drops, you know what I mean? That's a big deal. Yeah. Only two drops in a whole year. He was able to get 94 targets with Allen Robinson in the mix. He was utilized and important for that offense, and I think he will continue to be this year. So super excited for Darnell Mooney. That's, that's the thing Absolutely. to look at, 94 targets. He was listed as a wide receiver three last year, and he was tied 36th for targets in the NFL. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That that's That's nuts when you think of – what at least two two top receiver or two solid receivers on every team that's 64 yep. receivers mm-hmm. you tied 36 fantastic numbers so right i i'm excited for this kid so definitely someone i would be i i at least have been eyeing in every draft and then have been getting sniped by steven but that's a different story it seems like. <laughs> you know i do i i do what i can uh so let's continue talking <laughs> about man i feel my fantasy excitement is not proportional to my real life excitement, no offense to the Chicago Bears offense, but we are going to talk about <laughs> another Chicago Bear. We're going to talk about Cole Komet and Adam Troutman. So these are two tight ends, Cole Komet tight end for the Chicago Bear. He is being drafted at tight end 26 and Adam Troutman tight end for the New Orleans Saints being drafted at tight end 19 in ADP right now. These guys both are headed into their sophomore year. Both are upcoming tight ends that we feel like the breakout is coming and so what do i love Mm -hmm. about these players i have been drafting them all over the place because i can't always get one of travis kelsey darren waller or george kittle and when i don't have one of those guys i am pretty much locked in to not drafting a tight end for for the next like 10 rounds and so i just did a mock draft on um, and put it up on youtube a few days ago and that's one of the things i talked about is like okay didn't get kittle didn't get waller didn't get kelsey that means i am i'm pretty much out on drafting the next tier of guys i'm not drafting kyle pitts i'm not drafting tj hawkinson really very much i'm not really drafting mark andrews you know, all of these other guys I'm just not super interested in because there's so many players in those mid rounds that I want in the running back and wide receiver positions, specifically wide receiver. But with tight end, I feel so comfortable waiting so that I can pick up either Adam Troutman or Cole Komet and pair one of those guys with somebody like Jared Cook is a pairing that I've been doing a lot. You know, maybe one of those other late tight ends that we know is going to be involved. So the the thought process is one of these guys could blow up and be a really valuable tight end. And so I like to pair him with somebody else that could just be serviceable and get you through week most weeks, you know what I mean? So yeah, I like both of these players. So Cole Komet tight end 26, Adam Troutman tight end 19. I agree with you. The Just that gap between those tiers and tight ends. And you've heard mm-hmm. the stats probably everywhere else you you look up fantasy football stuff. But like other than the top six, the rank range from tight end like seven to like 20 is like points, mere points on the season. Right. Like, yep. or, you know, per game. 
it's not that much difference. But you know, these two guys, you know, Adam Troutman, someone I think can get a lot of targets, except especially with the whole Michael Thomas situation really up in the air. Who knows what's going on right now? You know, it's going to be Alvin Kamara and Adam Troutman in my mind. You know, I've been targeting Troutman almost yeah. everywhere I go. Um, I, I, I am gonna, I'm gonna bring a little rain cloud here for a hot second. Um, not, Ooh, not Tim uh-huh. Tebow. Um, I love Colt Komet. I am so, so excited about Colt Komet. Um, he is probably going to be the next like Jersey I buy. Like I'm just, I'm so stoked on Colt Komet. But when we talk fantasy, as excited as I am, and I did, and I have said this before on the podcast, how in I am on Colt Komet, I think I'm going to wait one more year. Hmm. Yep. I, I think I, I think we're gonna I'm gonna wait one more year because apparently Jimmy Graham is still in the NFL. I don't know if anyone's hmm. been told. Yeah, that. I always forget about um, Jimmy Graham. That's kind of a problem. Um, and Jesse James was just brought in uh, from oh, the Lions, yeah. uh, which that was Justin Fields' first touchdown pass was to Jesse James. Great veterans teaching this guy. They love Cole Komet Chicago, which you mentioned earlier on the top of the podcast. Great young prospect good size he's going to be super talented one more year one more year on Cole Komet got it um not that he can't produce but I think with just it being the tight end position I'm a little nervous you know I think Jimmy Graham Jimmy Graham is still going to see a lot of targets I think you are this will be that transition year uh for Mm, Cole Komet to really step into that role but confidence wise one more year yeah he could he could very easily have a touchdown problem which is why you can mm-hmm. get him in pretty much your last pick in the, in your draft. So let's yeah. go ahead. Let's talk about our last player here on our list. Let's talk about Russell Gage, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He is being drafted at the wide receiver 60 in ADP. Okay, He is being drafted Ooh. as the wide receiver 60. Do you know where he finished last year? Where did he finish last year? Wide receiver 37. <laughs> What a rate of so, return. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, so his ADP is 23 spots lower than his finish last year. Do you know what happened to him to make him fall? This the year? team traded away Julio Jones. They got rid of ah, arguably the sense. best wide yes, receiver over the last 10 years. And his ranking went down, question mark? Why do we well, think— that- Steven, that makes sense. When you get rid of one receiver, that means they're just all gone. Of course. Oh, yeah. All logistics. of those targets just, just disappear and go away yeah. and kind of float out into the ether. Yeah. Except I'm Calvin not Ridley. So sure his about his that. name is Calvin Ridley. That's the problem. This well, is the problem. Calvin Ridley right already and? finished as the wide receiver four last year. So, listen, Russell Gage, when Julio was gone, was getting volume, getting targets. This team throws the ball like nobody's business. Yeah, I think and- Kyle Pitts is going to be very good, but not good enough that I'm like, Russell Gage is and- never getting the ball again. And that's the thing. Like, we saw great outings from Russell Gage last season. Like, I remember mm-hmm. we we, I remember that surge of people, like, just picking him up at an, like, like crazy, yeah. right? And he had 108 targets last year, 72 receptions, over 700, almost 800 yards, just under 800 yards. Only seven drops out of those 800, yeah. 108 targets, four touchdowns. You're going to tell me you would rather pass on Russell Gage at the wide receiver 60 spot and spend your fifth overall pick on a tight end that has yet to prove himself in the NFL? <laughs> right. I mean, that's yeah, just it's... a no-brainer in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts that he fell this far. I think it's crazy. So – Players that are going right before him, Gabriel Davis, Elijah Moore, McCole Hardman, Cole Beasley, Marvin Jones. So, like, I I see a path for all of those players to be able to be, mm-hmm. like, useful and relevant. But with Russell Gage, I'm almost betting on it because he's there and we know he is the number two wide receiver on that team. And it, it's so funny, isn't it, that almost everyone I've talked to or, or you know, have done research or, like, have heard from the experts, I feel like everyone's kind of in agreement that he's the number two guy and will see targets, but yet 
every no one is stepping up and being like, oh yeah, we you mm-hmm. will definitely target him. It's weird. Yeah, it, really it, weird it situation. Weird. I feel like he's not getting the hype he deserved after. I think people are afraid trade. to give him the hype. Mm. I almost because you know how it felt last year when everyone picked him up and then he really didn't do that every week after that. Yep. Because yep. of Calvin Ridley, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are afraid, which is fine. Like, totally get it. Like, it's totally rational feeling. But I just, he's still super young. He was drafted in 2018. Right. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, Matt Ryan is a passing quarterback. Like, he likes to pass. He passes a lot. Yep. So why not take a chance with the wide receiver two on the team? Yeah. With almost 1,000 yards. With Julio there last year. Yeah, that, that's so, my, I, my kind of thought process on it. Like, you're not getting anybody else this late in the draft who had 100 targets last year. You know, that's that's a ton of volume, and that was with Julio Jones out there for, like, half of the games last season. So even if he only gets you what he gave you last year, he's still outproducing his ADP by, like, mm-hmm. 20 spots, 20 wide receiver positions. So... It's it's a pretty yeah. interesting spot, but I, I love Russell Gage this this season. I'm grabbing him quite often as just like a late round flyer, but it, it's yep. somebody that I feel confident in being able to be like a flex play later on down the road because he's going to get volume, and that's what you need for fantasy success is volume, volume, volume. It's hard to find that kind of volume late in the draft it really is you're just not going to find other players that mm-hmm. project to have as many targets as he does uh, agreed like just yeah <laughs> agreed so that that those are just some players we we think you should take late round you know shots on you know they're not yeah. going to cost too much in the draft maybe just a last round pick some of these guys like i do i've seen cole Komet just not get drafted same as adam troutman yeah so some of these guys you could walk away with for free off the waiver wire you know Mm -hmm. take your shot on so i'm excited for a lot of these guys quarterbacks are exciting the the you know these wide receivers are exciting some honorable mentions will mention without you know going into depth you know latavius murray i really like where he's at Um, cole beasley which we've talked about extensively on the show in the past where he's Mm -hmm. going absolutely love it um chuba hubbard hey what if hypothetically CMC goes down again? He's the guy. So yeah. and where you could get mm-hmm. him in the draft. Love it. Elijah Moore on the Jets. I, these are just some good late round pickups, we think. Um, and I, I'm comfortable drafting any of these guys in my draft. So these are guys I stand behind. I, I will go to bat for where they're going ADP wise. Yep, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of trying to have a plan for these late round targets and that and that's one of the things i've been trying to do more this year is like okay when i get to round 12 13 14 15 i have a list of players in my mind that i know i am trying to draft and so i'm just i'm not just scrolling through mm-hmm. endlessly Correct. picking amongst 60 players you know what i mean because when, when you get to the end of the draft it's just like a mass of names you don't know a lot of them you're just like who are these guys I have people in my mind that I'm looking for, and I'm like, okay, where's Rondell Moore? Will he fall to me in my next pick? Do I need to grab him here? What about Cole Beasley? Do I need to get him here? What about Russell Gage? Is he coming up soon? You know, Do I think he's going to be around for much longer? So I am keeping an eye on these, especially if I know that either I need wide receiver help or if I need running back help, then I love to pick up these backups mm-hmm. love latavius murray like chuba hubbard so and uh it's good to have a plan going into your drafts always i think for these late rounds because otherwise it just feels like you're clicking random names yeah you want to have some kind of you know blueprint definitely and another strategy or another mm-hmm. way to kind of strategically go about these late round picks is like Stephen said don't just kind of go picking random names look at your roster so you know like you said yeah. See where you need improvement or see who you have. So say you got Calvin Ridley there in the third or fourth. So say you got Calvin Ridley there in the third, fourth round. Okay. Well, I maybe I'll pick up Russell Gage here because 
not that I'm thinking about injury, but I have a handcuff if, let's say, Calvin mm-hmm. really goes down. I have Gage, got right. him almost for free there at the end of the draft. Or, you know, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, what if CMC? You have that yeah. backup. You kind of have that handcuff there just in case. You know, it, it, and this is all assuming you have the mm-hmm. roster depth or have the space and you want to kind of hold on to one of these players. You know, that's the way I kind of like right. to go into these. You know, if I draft Aaron Jones, I'm taking A.J. Dillon. You know, if I draft Dalvin Cook, I want to get Alexander Madison. I like having those rather than yeah. trying to get them from the waiver wire or trying to do a trade real quick week of. So just yeah. something to look yeah. at. It's it's crazy helpful. Yes, I, I like it. I'm a big fan of that strategy. But to each their own is all mm-hmm. up to you. We are just here for yeah. suggestions, our opinions, our takes. Do with it what you will. Yeah, and what do we really know anyway? Why, why do you trust? Why trust us? Because I, if you are curious why you should trust us, I said Justin Fields will be a Chicago Bear three weeks before the draft. That is why you should trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what we're hanging our credibility on, guys. All right, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for checking out the pod. Makes you look us up on all of your podcast platforms. We are everywhere: Spotify, Google, Apple podcast check us out on youtube we are starting to put content Ooh, youtube up there. We're super excited about it we've got some more videos planned we have a mock draft that went up a couple days ago so yep. check us out there like subscribe subscribe everywhere you can because that helps the channel grow and with that guys thank you thank you thank you for sticking around thank you for listening thank you so much we love you guys may the force be with you and we'll talk to you guys later yeah Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.